Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, John, good morning. Good morning. How are you? We're good. So uh, this week we've had a lot to talk about in regards to the Dolphins quarterback situation, obviously, and they... Get a little bit of a break, I suppose. Uh, They get the lesser of the bad news as Tannehill looks like he's not going to need surgery. But Matt Moore, Matt Moore this week, he's he's certainly a capable backup quarterback, but he has not seen uh, any kind of action in over five years. So is it okay for the Dolphin fan to believe that in a week's time that Adam Gase can get Matt Moore ready for the Jets Saturday night? Yeah, for the Jets, yeah. I don't think that's uh, much of an issue because, I mean, you, you catch a team that's down, is underachieved. Uh, you know, Matt Moore has been around long enough to make a quick adaption and all that stuff. The question is going to be, can he do it for three games? I mean, one game, yes, but the problem is is that as a backup quarterback, you have less expectations of getting points, and in each game that you're out there, you know, you get more tape on them to be able to kind of say, okay, he can do this, he can do that. I guess in a lot of ways, the fact that he hasn't been out there that long in recent years probably helps because there's not as enough stuff that currently the Jets can look at and see what they can do to stop them. But when you lose a starting quarterback, there's always going to be a drop-off. You know, Brett made the point earlier in our show today where, you, you know, it's probably extremely beneficial for Matt Moore where these final three games, all division opponents. Mm-hmm. I mean, teams that he's, you know, seen already once this year. Yeah, he's been studying these guys for five years yeah, in a row Yeah, I mean, he's been now, with the team five, six years. A year. You know, if there couldn't have been a better scenario painted for him and the possibility. I don't know what you would know about Belichick sitting a guy like Tom Brady if they need it at the end of the season, that final week when they come down here. But it looks like a pretty storybook season in terms of Matt Moore's outlook for the next three weeks and seeing what he's got going on on the other side with Denver and how difficult theirs looks. Yeah, no question. And uh, that's Denver's the one key that it has been now. That if they would drop off and all of a sudden put nine out there as the number of wins that they're going to get, then a team like Miami can get in there and try to challenge that and maybe be able to get the right tiebreaker to get in. So, you know, Denver's closing schedule is difficult. I saw them in Nashville losing to uh, the Titans and keeping things going. You can see they have problems with their running game. Their defense isn't as good, although it's still good, as it was last year. But that's the opening right there. That's now the question is: Can the Dolphins do enough to be able to catch the Broncos? So lucky you! You're probably going to get to walk over to the facility today, and uh, you're going to have a game right in your own backyard tonight, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, you going to the game tonight? I am indeed. So you're going to have a long day. You're going to take a nap this afternoon or what? Because it's pretty wish, early right now. Yeah, I wish I could. It's going to be a long day because uh, I've got to uh, go down to the stadium at some point. I know that uh, you know doing the local show from 10 to 12, I couldn't get – they want me down at the stadium by 11 to do some live hits for SportsCenter and for NFL Live and for Insider. But I'm going to have to do one, one or two here at home, head on down, and then get back here late. But, uh, hey, it's all good. It's football. You got Starbucks right around the corner too, I imagine, being in Seattle. So I think you might be visiting that place a couple times today. Oh yeah, no doubt. You got to have the coffee because if you don't, then it's going to be tough. So the Rams going in there with the debacle that they had over the weekend. Obviously, Fisher getting fired and kicked out. What is your situation thinking for the Rams this evening? They always do play Seattle very tough, though. 
Yeah, but that's with Jeff Fisher. I mean, Jeff Fisher's won the last three games against the Seahawks, and he's very good at setting things up for division games, and now he's gone. And so I think it almost, to me, looks like a gift. You're coming in with a rookie quarterback who can't score points. He's averaging 14 points a game. He's had three games where it's going to be 14 points or less. He's 0-4 as a starter. You have a first-time coach and John Fossil who's a special teams coach trying to make the transition into being an interim head coach and you have a team that uh, has kind of spiraled out of control on defense I just think that uh, the timing of this just didn't work out if you're going to make that change wouldn't you make it after the Thursday night game just so that you can have an experienced head coach to get a team ready on a short week to be able to do it to me it's kind of uh, different that they would do it that way because I think it makes it more tough to, for this team to win. What was the tipping point with the with Jeff Fisher? Like, like uh, what, what what was like? Okay, now we got to pull the trigger. It's time. Yeah, I mean, it was a couple things. First off, you have the. Uh, 42 to 14 game, which was a debacle. Then you have some internal strife because uh, there was a press conference where Jeff kind of said, well, yeah, it's like part of the problem is, is personnel. You know, we've had these high draft choices and a lot of them haven't worked out or a couple of them haven't worked out. That got some people in the front office mad. It became a little bit uncomfortable as the weeks were going on. You can see some disharmony and with the team playing worse and worse each week they decided it was time to do it and again I mean is is it the right time probably not I mean if you're going to do it either do it before but don't do it during a short week and no no way that Gurley's comments about the the adolescent elementary school offense made any kind of situation better right no because Rob Boris who is the offensive coordinator is still there now he's probably not the happiest guy in the world working with Todd Gurley but I mean Gurley's only averaging 3.3 yards a carry and I guess that middle school uh, has not had a recess to help him out. Now you got, again, if you want to get in here for John, coming up next segment, he takes your calls and your questions, 786-360-079. You can text them in as well on the Coral Springs Automobile Kia text line, 67974. Now in the AFC, you got two teams other than New England who have double figures in wins. Only four teams in the entire league right now. Three of them are in the AFC. With that said, would you be shocked if a team outside the Patriots were to win the AFC? Uh, yes, I would be. I mean, you know, you could see there may be a couple teams that are starting to close strong. They could maybe give them a battle going to Foxborough, Pittsburgh being one team. That was a team uh, I thought was going to have a better record, yeah. but they've, uh, they've had struggles and they've lost to teams they shouldn't have lost to. And then, uh, I could th- maybe make a small case for Kansas city, but I just can't see Alex Smith going into Foxborough and winning, you know, what you look at with Pittsburgh, you got Le'Veon Bell, who's now putting up historic numbers. Numbers. I mean, 161.8 yards per game uh, as far as combined yardage. I mean, that's a historic level. I mean, all of a sudden in 10 games, he's caught up to the top running backs in the league as far as yards per game total. You're catching and uh, running the ball. Then you've got uh, Antonio Brown once again having another monster season and Ben Roethlisberger uh, still being Ben Roethlisberger. That's, those are the two teams I think would have a chance, but I think the edge certainly goes to the Patriots. John, we saw earlier this week Jerry kind of come out and create a little bit of controversy within this locker room going above and beyond Garrett and his quarterback Dak Prescott by, by basically saying that you know Romo is not out of the fold at all. And I'm thinking to myself, Obviously, this is just nastiness and hot garbage and starting a dumpster fire in your own locker room. But Zazzo thinks, thinks it kind of resembles what happened last year in Denver with uh, with Peyton Manning. Uh, you know, I just think it's talk more than anything else. I mean, you know, Jerry's going to answer questions and Jerry's going to keep intrigue and interest on the team. But 
in the end, it's still going to be, I guess it's going to be Jerry's decision what to do. But how do you take away the quarterback that's gotten you to the first seed and a home field advantage? Can't do it. And, you know, you knew as a rookie he's going to struggle and have some difficulties. I mean, he it's his job to lose, and he's not done enough to lose it. Now, as Jerry did say, you can see it'll be apparent if there has to be a change, but have you seen enough that's going to allow it? I know he's had three games where there's been less than 200 yards, but is that any different than like an Eli Manning who's not putting up big numbers this year? No, I don't think so. You know, he made a couple mistakes, but he's made so few mistakes. I mean, this right now is Dak Prescott's team. I don't think Jerry's going to take it away from him. Yeah, I agree with you. That's the thing that I said. The argument that I made was that unless he starts turning over the ball at an enormous amount or enormous rate, I think he's going to be the guy that they're going to be content with getting about 150, 200, 250 yards a game and allowing that offensive line and Ezekiel Elliott basically handle the most of that load. Oh, no question. And it just works. I mean, this is a very comfortable. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.